Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time, uh, the first one of the brand new footballing season. I am your host, Chris. With me this week, I've got Jesse. That's me. That's you. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, because um, my team is back. It's you guys. I was going to say your other North London team. You probably don't want to be around those at the moment. Whatever, it's fine. (laughs) And Jesse, guess who we've got on with us this week? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, wait. Can we have like a hashtag name? Like the team name is like Team Crying. Okay, wait, I tell you what, I will give you three guesses who we've got on this week. No, I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay, we okay. have got Brad Pitt, we, <laughs> yeah, have, we have got Stormy Daniels, or we've got Ryan Goodman. I mean, listen, Brad Pitt, weird allegations, honestly, like, washed out, nobody cares. We can get, a, there are other people. Stormy Daniels, I'm still waiting. Like, we pro- she promised she was going to take down Trump. Has he been taken down? No. Ryan Goodman? Well, I've, got, I've got a fourth for you. And it's excellent in every way. So can we have <laughs> option C? We can have option C. I was going to give you the choice of Pocahontas then, but <laughs> I don't know why. But there you go. <laughs> but it's Ryan bloody Goodman. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, good. Thank we you very much. We're healthy, family. We approve of. I'm sorry that I'm not either Brad Pitt or... Jesse's more interested in, in Stormy Daniels, so, you know. Right, if you Stormy Daniels, the last thing I'll be doing is podcasting with you. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'll get weird right away. If you Stormy Daniels, the last thing I'll be doing is podcasting with you. That, okay, <laughs> I mean, that's... Let's Ryan back slowly, okay? Yeah, let's, let's not get straight into that. For years, <laughs> I thought you'd just been this mythical contact on my phone. I mean, did not I, I did a pod like at the end of the season? Did you? Okay, fair oh, enough. It's me, it was it was it was right before Chelsea uh, either Chelsea had won the Champions League or were going to be in the Champions League. Final. Oh, he, he comes on then when Chelsea when Chelsea yeah, are in the Champions League finally comes yeah. on. <laughs> That's why I can come on now because we're, we're you know we're still Champions League winners. So it's okay. He was on for the Lampard months, was he? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there just... when Pulisic was writing all sorts of weird shit yeah. about. You know, MAGA and guns. No, no. And kicking fish in the head. Maybe I'm just good at picking my time. <laughs> yeah. Pods when he wants. He's Ryan Goodman. He pods when he wants. Right. Okay. We're going to be talking this week uh, about various different things that have happened in football. Transfers, gossip, um, various different leagues about at the moment. And then we're going to run at the Premier League. But we are going to start on uh, some sad news this week. So, um First of all, Gerd Muller, uh, German Gerd Muller, uh, he's died this week. He is uh, a well-renowned German footballer from 
uh, West German footballer as well because he played that long ago. Uh, he died this week of Alzheimer's. It seems quite a young age, 75. If you were going to tell me someone died of Alzheimer's, I wouldn't have said 75. It seems quite a quite a young age for a, a fit and athletic person to, to pass away. Uh, he played for Bayern between 1964 and 79. Um, these stats put Lionel Messi to shame. 453 appearances, 398 goals. Uh, and for West Germany... Um, I had to check this because it was 62 appearances and 68 goals. More goals than appearances. Um, and Dennis Lord also this week has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, aged 81. He's a Ballon d'Or winner in 1964. Um, and he got 55 Scottish caps and 30 goals. So we pass on our very best of uh, wishes to Dennis Law and our deepest condolences to the family of Gerd Muller, I guess, guys, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Alzheimer's is, is so sad and difficult. Yes, it's um, it's a horrible. It, it, it's that horrible thing as well because I think you know obviously they're they're talking still at this point about heading in the game and and how that sort of impacts players and as this happens more, which unfortunately I think it you know it will a lot of these players will sort of continue getting um, diagnosed or unfortunately pass away from it, and I think it's only going to accelerate those plans to try and change the game in one way or another to. I mean, you know, football is very different to, to what it was back then in terms of the, the actual football itself. But I think it's it's a stark reminder for everyone that things need to be looked at in that sense. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I'm afraid the news doesn't get much better, unfortunately, because um, former Afghanistan ladies captain uh, Khalida Popal, who is based in Copenhagen, um, she's advised female players in Afghanistan this week to burn their kits and delete their social media. She said, quote, unquote, um, this is painful for me. For someone who, as an activist, stood up and did everything possible to achieve and earn identity as a women's national team player, um, FIFA said with regards to uh, football in Afghanistan, both men and women, they said, quote, unquote, we will continue to monitor the local situation and to offer our support in the weeks and months to follow. I guess if uh, the most powerful military nation in the world can't stop the Taliban, um, I don't really know what FIFA could do, unfortunately. Uh broke me. Khalida Popal um, was like almost solely instrumental in taking down um, the like dismantling the sexual assault and sexual abuse hierarchy in Afghanistan football. Um, she's like an incredible role model and leader and responsible for a lot of the pipeline of Afghani women's talent and to hear her you know, not being able to do anything to help these women get out or stay safe um, is devastating. And, um, you know, I think the only thing that that we can do, you know, a lot of people were, were told, like, don't retweet images, the locations of, um, of football players in Afghanistan. But it's 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 just devastating. It is, and it's it's horrible to know what to say because whatever we say can't really sort of conjure up the, the horror that's going on out there at the moment, but you just kind of hope that the people she's talking about do find their way their way to safety, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, it all feels a bit hopeless at the moment. It does, unfortunately. All right, um, I'm really sorry to get the season off to such a note like that. Uh, I can bring it back up with transfers if anybody's wanting to talk about that uh, and I say transfers it's good that we've got Ryan back on because most of the transfers this week are pretty much involving um, Chelsea so 
Um, Tammy Abraham has gone to Roma for £34 million. Uh, Romelu Lukaku will inherit his number nine shirt as he's arrived for, is it £100 million? Just under. So I think the, the, the I think Mourinho's choice was very much, we don't want to break Man City's record that they've just broken. So oh, okay. um, it's like it's like 97.5 or something silly like that. But, I mean, uh, they're the sort of, incident, in, sort of incidental transfers that have happened this week. I'm sure you've been on the edge of your seat for Kennedy going on loan to Flamengo uh, and Michi Batshuayi extending his contract and going on loan to Besiktas. Um, what's that about? Why is he keep extending his contract and then going on loan again? <laughs> Kennedy also extended his contract. Did he? So it's the, yeah, everyone that's gone out on loan. I don't know if Emerson's just left to go to Lyon. That's right, on yes. Loan. Um today I didn't, I didn't say anything about his contract but as far as i'm aware i think he was on a fairly decent contract anyway um it's the club quote unquote trying to protect their investment yes i thought it might be but something to do with we'll this just do the same it'll be the same dance next summer as it has been this summer and the previous summer where you've just got players i was in this under this impression that they'd go out on loan and then they'd leave for free at the end of the season we'll finally get them off our books because you know you look at a lot of the young players that have left and they're starting to walk into Premier League sides, um, like Tino Livramento for um, Southampton's gone straight into their starting eleven. So we've let a lot of these youngsters go for permanent deals, but then we've still got these players, presumably on a lot on our fairly high wages. I dare to think what Bachelor is actually on, <laughs> sitting around doing nothing. Um, yeah, I think. It's just extending the contract to hopefully sell him for some money in next summer, but I, I can't see why anyone would actually pony up the, the cash at this point. Is this the cottage industry of the loan market? So if Chelsea just keep forever um, extending these these players' uh, contracts, then they can't actually leave for a Bosman and a free. And I guess in some ways Chelsea are possibly making more from loan fees than they are paying the players' wages. So this is a sort of production line for them is there any sort of sense in that you think yeah i don't know how much money that may i think it's probably more damage limitation in that from a financial sense in terms of instead of paying back to why 100 grand a week whatever it is you know it could be that actually besiktas are paying 50k plus alone but i don't i don't know if they'd be making a profit on it i think it's more trying to almost cover costs or cover the losses of having a player sat doing nothing. I mean, we've still got people like Danny Drinkwater um, on the books. So I think, you know, if players like that aren't going to leave, then I think we're pretty stuck. It's a great way to see the world, isn't it? Sorry, it's just to say it's a great way to see the world, isn't it, as a lone player for Chelsea? (laughs) You get to to see the entire world. Yeah. Jesse, sorry, what were you saying? This is a weird economic question. And since I have never taken an economics class, I don't even know if this is like a smart question to ask, but post brexit are there sort of um like vat or taxes that have to be paid on players like if you're loaning somebody so. out to another i think country, there's a period of grace. there are human i think there's a period of grace isn't there Ryan? from what i remember yeah i think it's only about registering players into your own squad i don't think it applies to sending players out on loan or anything like that. I think it's more out. So they're paying, like if Besiktas is playing, is paying Chelsea a fee, would there be like a non-European, not or a... Well, Besiktas is a bit different because in Turkey, neither Turkey nor the UK are in the EU. So Mm. it might be a little bit different there. I don't know whether they're still sort of governed by the overarching UEFA um, rules because of course UEFA uh, 
teams in your club, uh, nations in UEFA are both non-EU and EU members. So they may, I don't know if they're governed by that or I'm not too sure. I wonder if that will affect how in the future, after whatever grace period you're graced, um, players <laughs> will be loaned. Yeah, quite possibly. I think we'll get to. A, I think it'll be a case of there probably won't be as many loans because I think the point is that clubs won't be able to register players as much as they currently are. So Chelsea's whole thing was that we've stockpiled talent, quite, you know, over the years, and we can't get people to buy them off us. But it will come to that point in a couple of years when we can't register those players anymore at all, almost, and it will just be a case of having to let them go. You'll just have like a Chelsea to Wales pipeline. Yeah, it'll be like a Vitesse, but in Wales. Like <laughs> Roman, Roman will put loads of money into a club, and that'll be our feeder team. Um, so they're the sort of main talking points. Things like Lukaku and Tammy Abraham, these sort of fringe players coming in and out. What do you sort of make of those transfers? Fringe <laughs> players coming I'm sorry, in and out. Blue Lukaku. <laughs> and you better take care of him. He's fix it. I think with Lukaku, it's such a weird one because obviously a lot of people will, will look at that whole thing that we sold him for, however much it was to Everton. It not yeah, you know, a lot a lot less than what we've paid. It wasn't ninety nine million, was it? <laughs> it definitely wasn't ninety nine million. Um, from from everything he said, now he, he's had a few interviews in the past where this might not be overly true, but he seems to have a real genuine affection for Chelsea, even though he wasn't exactly treated brilliantly when he was at the club to begin with um and i think it, it, it's weird i, I think we, we will look after him in that sense although the state of chelsea fans at the moment means a player could help you in the champions league and then get abused at an open training session oh, don't worry we can talk about that don't worry so uh you know um but i think yeah lukaku will be, will be a really good signing for us tammy abraham going is a bit sad because i think he still had the right amount of ability to play in our team but he needed game time and we've got a buyback clause in it so he could do the exact same thing as Lukaku in three years and we could buy him back for 68 million or whatever it is um, but you've lost um, Olivier Giroud this year do you feel a bit light up front now you got rid of Giroud and Abraham and only bought in Lukaku the theory was that even if Abraham was going to leave we were going to keep Armando Brogia um Who's, who's gone on into Southampton. Um, so he played for Vitesse last season and was one of the sort of the by-ratio top goal scorers in Europe from like a young player age. Um, so I don't think we're going to be like from because technically Werner and Havertz will both occupy those positions as well. So in a way, it's probably three up front. It'll probably be more a lot of false nine playing, a bit like when we had no one and Hazard used to play in that role in a lot of games. So I think we'll be. I think it's fine. I don't know. Sorry, photo went down though between Abraham and Giroud. Mm-hmm. That's a, a big handsome drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Giroud leaving is yeah. The average sort of look of the team has dropped probably ninety percent. Yeah, I did. Um, a, I'm, just, I'm just really happy that he's scoring goals in Racing Milan because he deserves it. To be fair. I did a Premier prediction thing today, um, and I did predict Chelsea to win the league based on the fact you have bought Lukaku, I think. But he, he seemed a really good fit at Inter. I found it really strange how he's left. He was, he got on really well, well, at least on the pitch, with um, Lautaro Martinez last year. I found it really strange. Um, well, I think the hope is that Werner has that. So in the 
training sessions and everything, Werner and Lukaku have apparently been in deep conversation every time the camera's been put on them. Okay. Um, so I think the idea is that to get the most out of Werner, he can play that Martinez role with Lukaku and actually... Because I think with Lukaku holding it up and Werner running in behind, it does seem like a good match made in heaven. Yeah. I still can't understand as well your transfer business this this off-season of selling Tamori as well to Milan. He was brilliant for them last season. I still don't understand why you've let him go. I think it was an... I think it was either it was an obligation to it was an option to buy. So I think we I think we undervalued him for mm. Milan to, to snap him up. It was very much twenty five million. If you pay it, you'll have him because that's what's in the loan agreement. And he did well. Um, but again, I, I think he whether he didn't train very well. Obviously Lampard dropped him, which was a surprise. And then obviously Tuchel wouldn't have seen any of him. And we've now got enough. We've I mean we've got more than enough centre back despite us trying to sign another one. Oh, OK. I thought you might be short because you've got a sort of 36-year-old Thiago Silva who might not be around forever. And I thought Fomori might be sort of uh, the nice long-term fill. Well, I mean, we've got Zuma, Christensen, Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, technically Reese James, who can play centre-back as well as he did against against Man City. Uh, Trevor Celoba, who seems to be a really good centre-back um, out of nowhere. Um, I feel like I'm probably missing Rudiger. Okay, so you've got a fair few. Yeah, I mean a lot of those players will leave next summer. But... At which point you'll buy yes. Fomori back for ninety nine point seven million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, other transfers that have happened um, so far this week. Oh, Manuel Locatelli's gone from Sassuolo to Juventus, which is ugh. I like Manuel Locatelli. Just don't want him going to Juventus. That's the that's the problem. Uh, and Rodrigo Platio, Jesse, fellow South American, has gone from Bologna to Brescia on a free. I just mentioned that because I quite like Rodrigo Platio. He's always been one of my favourite players. <laughs> um, he's got a bold head, Brian. I don't know if you know him or not. He's got a bold head with a tiny, tiny oh, bootlace yeah. ponytail that goes down the back of his hair like that. Yeah, look. <laughs> um, bit of gossip for you this week. Uh, this is going to revolve very much around Jesse, and I'm sure you can figure out why. Um, Manchester City are prepared to go for to £150 million pounds for Kane, according to one outlet. Uh, or, according to another outlet, um, they're fed up with this whole pursuit of Harry Kane and might change to go to uh, Dusan Blavich, who's only 21, from Fiorentina for €80 million, Euros, uh, which is a whole lot cheaper. Uh, Jesse, what do you make of this yeah. whole Harry Kane thing? Well, I think the better deal for City is to take a 21-year-old player in their prime, but I think that we should just let Harry Kane go and get some money. And playing with a miserable Harry Kane is stupid. Uh, having the entire season focused around a miserable Harry Kane is annoying. And we have other really good, competent players who actually want to play for us. Is this sort of some sort of um, uh, transfer saga dick swinging between Daniel Levy and Manchester City? <laughs> Who can play hardball the longest? Yeah, now, first of all, I really the the word the 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 word dick and Daniel Levy. I just <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. having having not had to deal with the with like transfers for two years because we just didn't was in hindsight so nice. I know we were all frustrated. But wasn't it so lovely when we just <laughs> didn't buy or sell anyone? <laughs> like that was—I would have gone for that again. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if I don't appreciate or enjoy Daniel Levy's um, sort of show of dominance. I don't know what it's good for, um, except for his own ego. But it's like that's already big, and everybody gets it, and you are who you are. So like, I don't know. Put it away. Um, so yes. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. You're right. The metaphor works. <laughs> it works. Is it? So yeah. I mean. Um... Uh, there was a lot of briefing to the Daily Telegraph this week by what is suggested to be Harry Kane's camp and people very close to Harry Kane, if you know who his agent is. Um, and then saying that uh, it's just reiterating the whole gentleman's agreement thing. Daniel Levy won't pick up the phone to Manchester City. Other people are saying that's not how transfers work these days anyway. You know, um, As if Daniel Levy has sort of sat there looking at the phone ringing. Uh, it's not done well, through a series of agents. Like, it doesn't seem to make anybody look good. Nobody's coming out in a good light from this. Like, And again, I know that's not how transfers work, but if this drags on too long, it's going to seem like Harry Kane is just a petulant child who like refused to play and then dragged his feet and then you know is asking whatever. Daniel Levy already looks like an asshole, so that doesn't matter. And then Man City have all of... Like, they have enough money and enough connections to just... But, I mean, Harry Kane is great, but he's not as young as he once was. Um, and they could buy someone. They could buy three someone else's from Chelsea's feeder teams. They could buy Mishibachuai. Like, no, you know, they don't. They have options. <laughs> I don't think they'd want to. No one does. <laughs> well, they can get they can get not Alfie Ingerhard, uh, Erling Haaland next season for about seventy four million pounds. But yeah, I do sort of wonder about this because at the moment there seems to be a gap of about 30 million pounds between what city are willing to offer and what levy wants to accept you think what a 29 year old harry kane next summer uh what again you know if, if harry kane stays a 29 year old harry kane with another 12 months on those dodgy ankles is right. levy going to be losing more than 30 million pounds on what's being offered next season and this is a man city who has you know he's going to have to fight for some playing time he's going to have to fight for a position that he likes it's not necessarily you know what is he going to push De Bruyne off a spot like come on man so I don't know who is seeking to gain what here but I don't like that rather than you know we're we're starting with Nuno we have some new players finally Sun did beautifully none of that is the angle the angle instead is just you know will he won't he will they won't like and that doesn't benefit anybody either okay all right one word answer then jesse uh come september the first after the transfer window is closed uh what football club will harry kane be playing for oh he's going to be at spurs that's right. good stuff right man city okay fair enough uh we'll also hear spurs um if uh harry kane does go they could go for dharma traore from wolves uh is being muted here they seem two different kind of players though really yeah yeah i so Troyora is a, we, a really weird one because i never actually see what clubs want for like i saw barcelona were linked with him we were apparently linked with him for right wing back i don't see it he's very much he comes off the bench to run really really fast past players and he's big and strong you know they put the oil on him to make sure he's nice and like slippery and whatever we do but, that with Ryan too to be fair yeah. the video but he his numbers aren't from what I remember aren't particularly great he never really seems to offer anything I always get really surprised when he's this big player that all these big teams want to go after and if you're going to get rid of if you're going to lose Kane 
Traore is certainly not the player that no. I'd first jump to and go, that's our replacement. Well, if you're doing a like-for-like like now, but we've lost Kane, we lost Toby. I guess we have Christian for Toby, but I also read that we were looking at Lautaro Martinez, which, like, good luck, people. So that's definitely not happening now, I don't think. I know, right? Um, so, though, I mean, Lautaro Martinez and Adama Traore are, like, two, you could not choose two separate playing styles. So Plus Traore's, Lautaro uh, um, Martinez, he's got Champions League football this year. Why would he go to... Spurs are at the moment losing well, the Europa Conference I qualifier. I think Inter have now said they're not going to sell. I think because we paid so much for Lukaku, yeah. they don't need to sell anymore. Ah. Um, which I think there was actually that thing where Tottenham had almost agreed a fee with Inter. Then we went, okay, we'll buy Lukaku. And then Inter went, oh, okay, never mind Spurs. <laughs> this is like William all over again. Uh, so I, uh, you know what? Was, there was that. a lot of that going I, around. I really there. didn't want another Argentinian, so... That's fine. Fair enough. Uh, other rumours. Um, Aaron Ramsdale to Arsenal, seen as Burt Leno doesn't appear to be having the best of times. You're shaking your head there, what right? Are people, you know what? Fine. Arsenal, it's not like they can get any work. <laughs> what you well, I was going to say, Ramsdale for, for 25 million is just unbelievable. Really. I remember when we had the... think about like 25 million, but we're, I mean... The, the mind boggles when we're all going 25 million, whatever, and then you realize what that actually. Yap Stan, when he joined Manchester United, said um, 10 million is a ridiculous amount. I've seen shopping malls built for less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember the first million pound goalkeeper. Who was it? It was Cornishman. Uh, oh. Nigel Martin went to Crystal Palace. Uh, sorry, yes, went to Crystal Palace. I can't where from. Uh, but yeah, that was a very, very long time ago. All right, here's a couple of um, rumours for you. First one, Renato Sanchez to Liverpool, which I'd be pretty happy with, apart from the fact he's out for the next six weeks. He's injured himself this week, but I'd be more than happy with that. Uh, and Erling Haaland to Liverpool. Never happened in a million years. I'm just quite happy his name is mentioned alongside <laughs> Arsenal. Where, where did this rumour come from? That was on the BBC. Right <laughs> Chris just started it. Yeah. Well, did you hear that rumour? Man on the post. Fine, right, you get said. to start one now. Go. Uh, Erling Haaland to Chelsea. What was that? Uh, no, right. this, is on the, um, this is on the BBC Sport website today. Uh, okay, Erling Haaland to Penarol, I heard. Absolutely not. We don't want him. He tweeted a lot of unfortunately right wing shit, and I hold those grudges. Oh, really? You, you'd turn him away, would you? If he turned up. Yeah, get out. Get out of my country. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Bits and bobs of news. Um, <laughs> okay, I say this is news. This is kind of like fairy stories. Uh, Barcelona is still confident of raising 200 million euros by selling Filipe Cuccino, uh, Miralem Pjanic, and Samuel Umtiti. Um, that just seems all sorts of. Of weird, doesn't it, Jesse? Ah, uh, you know the fact that this is a video prevents me from saying which part of that sounds weird because people <laughs> won't understand. Um, listen, Barcelona should not be confident a lot of, about a lot of. No, they did win. You know what? They should sell Coutinho. They should. Um, they watch. They should stick with Coutinho. You say sell. Sell. Okay. Yep. Um, giving Coutinho Messi's shirt number though, so I mean that's a bit of a weird thing to do. And then selling him, right? Well, it's not as it's not like they haven't done like problematic or weird things before. Oh, they get no. money. They played well with him before. Their fans over the weekend stopped shouting "messy, messy" around the twenty-second mark. 
Why would you and want they any? rebrand without players that have played for them? But maybe they should start fresh, like the new Barcelona. Why would you want but... any of those players that are old and on high salary currently? Why would you want to buy any of them? Uh, and who would you see? Who could you because see you are, because you're either PSG or Juve, and you buy players just for the cachet. Yeah, well, I think even these players don't really have that cachet. No. they're just <laughs> like no. I think. Coutinho, ah, for example, you I are, think. You are, what's the team in China who just buys all of the former players? Even they can't do it now. They've got uh, government restrictions in place uh, and wage salary caps and all sorts of things. Uh, oh. Pjanic just came from Juventus, so he's not going to go back there. You know, what, was, the was that the swap deal? Yeah, well, at all. I, I can't see anyone taking them. They're, they're stuck there. I keep seeing Arsenal's name linked with Coutinho, but I think now that they've bought Odegaard, I can't see Coutinho happening. Can you see... I think... Go on. No, no, go. No, I was just going to say, can you see James Madison to Arsenal happening now they've got Odegaard? No. no. Okay, sorry, Jesse, what were you saying? No, I think that Barcelona have... We've all seen it, sort of lost their... As they've lost their cash, have lost their identity. Mm. Um... So they need to figure out, you know, if they're going to do a few seasons of, like, rebuilding as their players age out and just really go super low cash and play from there. You know, they still have their academy with great young players and just rebuild from their own sort of scratch players as they rebuild their money. But they need to figure out who they want to be. Yeah, they can't keep plugging holes. I mean, they have got some good players. They got Puch, they got um, Ilash Mareba, they got um, well, when Pedri. Play, look at what they're doing with Ansu Fati. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like they are not. They're trying to sort of go. Now we're going to try this, and they've done that for. A, they've done that sort of since the days of like Mark Barcha. You know, they've tried, and then let these players go. Mm. Why? These are your boys. Yeah. Um. I think it'll be interesting this weekend. They had, a good, they had a decent result at home last weekend. PK scored. Obviously, he can play now that uh, uh, Memphis could play now that PK's taken a pay cut. PK looked very different with his shaved face as well, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, very <laughs> but they're playing. I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute. But they're playing Athletic Bilbao uh, this weekend. So this is going to be that'll be quite a test for them. Um, I, I love seeing these Williams brothers play together. Yes, I do. Bilbao, well. so good. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, right, other bits of news. Um, Denver Barr has left Lugano after 48 minutes of football uh, due to a new owner buying the club. So he came, he saw, he cleared off. Um, a Chelsea fan, you were saying earlier on, Ryan, uh, an open... Well, it wasn't an open mic night, was it? It was an open training... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit different. Uh, it was an open training session for Chelsea fans. Uh, one Chelsea fan who was handing a microphone to ask Chelsea players the question said, uh, get Werner out of our club. Um, and I was very much impressed with a lady who very really sort of took him to task afterwards. Did you see this? She was, she was just shouting like, you get out, you get out of the yeah, club. Yeah, she was brilliant. Um, that's a bit mean, isn't it? It is. And I don't know why, A, why you'd go to, if, you, if you're not really, you know, into watching a training session and B, to go there and just, he probably thought it was really funny. Um, but I'm sure they would have been like, well, well you're not coming back then, are you? Like, you know. Well, uh, I, was... I, doubt, I doubt they would have actually banned him, but, you know, I'm sure they would have had a few stern words. Why was he attacking Werner? Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea fans are stupid, to be fair. 
Um, well, Lerner, he didn't have the greatest season, but That's he was um, still, at the Ryan Goodman. <laughs> he was our top goal scorer in all competitions, and ultimately he helped us win, win the Champions League. He scored against did he score against Real in the semi. He did was it not Real? You're the fan. I can't remember. <laughs> I only You've remember, done since then, haven't you? I only remember Havertz scoring in the final. That was my... Uh, <laughs> you forgot the That's 16 all... games beforehand. That's all you yeah, remember. Yeah, forget all that. You know. <laughs> that and the Porto goal that was like a bit of a fight with like the overhead kick. That was good. Um, years ago, you could actually go and watch... Uh, you could just turn up and watch um, teams train. I remember when I was at university in Liverpool in the 90s, I used to go and watch uh, Liverpool train a few times. And I remember one time we lost to Manchester United at the weekend. And I turned up on the Monday and I got really annoyed because something happened on the pitch where they were training and Steve McManaman laughed. I thought, who on earth are you to laugh after we lost to Manchester United at the weekend? I got very sort of annoyed. Steve McManaman put you there, innit? And did you say, <laughs> get, get him out of our club? Get him out of our club. Get Macker out of our club. Uh, what else we got? Oh, um, Alan Nil has joined the coaching staff of Wales. I only mention this because uh, Alan Nil, who's a sort of very well-renowned low league coach and manager, um, is sort of the subject of one of my favourite newspaper headlines. He went for a jog once and was plopped on the head by a seagull, and the headline was "Seagull One Alan Nil." <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary Rowett, the Millwall manager, fails to condemn Millwall fans who booed the knee take uh, the, the, the team taking the knee. He said, "Quote unquote, we need to find a better way to unify people um, than taking the knee." Um, being against racism, you're <laughs> right. And well, Joby McEnough, who's a pundit for the Football League, uh, he said, quote, unquote, you can't control what a fan does when they come in, but what you can do is the figurehead is condemn it in the strongest possible, t- strongest possible terms. And he was quite disappointed that uh, Gary Rowett didn't. It's, it's not very nice, is it? To I don't even think, I mean, sometimes you think maybe people are put in sort of situations, but I don't even think Gary Rowett is. He could just as easily say they're wrong and they shouldn't be doing it. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, would you really want to annoy a bunch of Millwall fans? Yeah, but they're not going to turn up at your house, are they? Uh, I mean, they maybe not at your house, but, you know, when you go into the stadium, maybe just throw a few things at the bus. Wait, isn't that there? You said this is the Millwall manager? Yes. So his own uh, fans will... So, again, if you're, the, if you're the manager, then that's on you. I mean, Klopp has called out the homophobia this week directed towards Billy Gilmore at the weekend. So, I mean, there is a place for people to do that isn't it right yeah yeah absolutely i think the manager still needs to stand up for you know i mean the, if the players were the ones doing it was it minwall that didn't do the knee at some point in uh back into last season as well qpr didn't because les ferdinand QPR. said it was a um i can't remember it, yeah he didn't like the, he thought the gesture was a bit empty i think he said yeah i think ultimately yeah the people like the figureheads, the people that could have an influence. I mean, if Gary Rowett said, no, it's really wrong, maybe some of those fans would hear that and go, oh, you know what, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I mean, most of them probably wouldn't because they're probably scumbags, but, you know. <laughs> Declaring interest, Chelsea fan, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, look, I think if you, there's a better way to say it if you wanted to say, like, I, we could, there's a better way to unite yeah, against racism, which we all stand against, that's fine. I agree with Ryan in that way. But you still have to ensure that you're stating that yeah. the problem is racism and, you know, fuck off if you don't. 
And it's unlikely yeah. people are going to turn up around your house. I mean, if you said something here on this podcast tonight, Adam, uh, uh, Brian, people aren't <laughs> going to sort of turn up at one Colby Road, Northampton, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I really, I really, it was really close. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I was, I was toying between Corby, Earthlingborough, and Market Harbour. <laughs> this, this week also, um, Hope Solo, who, you know, was yes. a U.S. national team goal, goalkeeper for a long time, said that um, Megan Rapino bullied the U.S. women into taking a knee. To which many of us just replied, "Like, good." You know, like that's the right thing to have done. Right, like you know, there are some things. You know, I, I never like bullied my friends into like adopting a dog or like not eating meat. But if the police are murdering black people in your country at an alarming rate, then you fucking bully your friends who are figureheads in the nation into kneeling for like three minutes. So <laughs> there is also that. Don't solo more like. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. What else have we got? Oh, um, South America. Boca Juniors have sacked coach uh, Miguel Angel or Angel uh, Rosso after just six games. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Before you tell us why, can you say? Can you just say his name, Morda? He's Miguel Ang- Miguel Angel Rosso. <laughs> Every part of that was wrong. Was it? Go on. How should I say it? Oh shit. So go and say it properly. Okay, so there's a fun thing that we have in. Spanish called the diéresis, and I forget how you guys say it. Oh, an umlaut. An umlaut? <laughs> this guy? <laughs> no? I don't we have, we don't, no. We have dots of eyes, and I think that's as far as we go. When the U has a little, has a like... Oh, like, that's Google a German thing, isn't it? Yeah, we don't have that. We no, we don't oh, okay. So that's the only time that the U makes a woo sound Ooh. after a G. Otherwise, you just go eh. So it's Miguel. Miguel. Okay, but you don't say it in I that think, voice. Oh, That's come terrible. on. I think it's probably the, yeah, the voice is the problem here. Not Miguel Hanga Russo. Nope. Miguel, and then there's no H in the front of the A, so I don't know where that <laughs> weird sound is coming from. Miguel Angel Russo. No, oh, no, no. Now it's getting weird. Miguel. Angel. Huh? Angel. An- Angel. I knew there was a H in it somewhere. Yeah, you're just you're right. like you're going. You're either going rogue or you're going Welsh. You're going German. I don't know what's happening, but it's great. I mean, this is very much Phoebe and Joey in France <laughs> trying to teach him French. A fleur, fleur, fleur. <laughs> anyway, he uh, has been sacked after six games because he's won zero games uh, and got four points from his opening four games. Uh, his final game was a one-nil loss to Estudiantes, um, so okay. he's not gone very well down at all. My favorite thing about um, a lot of South American managers is that sometimes their contract is one match. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Leon has suspended Brazilian Marcelo for what they call inappropriate behavior. Um, and it was a unanimous decision by the board. Uh, something happened in the weekend uh, in the dressing room, by the sounds of it. Um, previously, he's been a target for the Leon Ultras, who have flew, flew a banner at the training uh, at the pitch side telling him to quote unquote clear off uh memphis Depay, who was then the captain of the club got them to remove it uh and finally into zambia because Zamb- into south africa because zambian keeper kennedy and another kennedy uh kennedy Mweni, uh he saved four penalties and scored in a penalty shootout against uh the kaiser chiefs uh in a pre-season uh knockout competition that's pretty cool isn't it it's very that's- cool I'm- I was half expecting then, 
to, for you to have made an actual Kaiser Chiefs reference in terms of music or something like <laughs> you know maybe there was a riot afterwards <laughs> no I did all that last season when the, the Kaiser Chiefs were, were mentioned uh, right this and Bob's of League so uh, in Spain it is week two uh, so there's no league tables really so I'm just going to read out some important fixtures so uh, champions Atletico Madrid, they're at home to Elche. Uh, Levante at home to Real Madrid. Getafe play Sevilla. And we talked about Athletic Bilbao versus uh, Barcelona. Um, that is 9 o'clock Saturday night, I think, that game. Looks quite good, doesn't it, Jesse? It is very, I'm very excited about La Liga this season. Yes, I am. And not just because um, uh, Serie A is no longer on Premier Sports. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely excited about it anyway. I have to be. I'll pay the 120 quid for it. Um, so, uh, yes, I'm invested in it fully. Real Betis are my team. I like Real Betis. Why are they your team? Because I love Nabil Fekir. Uh, absolutely adore him to bits. Uh, I also like Christian Tello because I thought he was going to be like the next big thing years ago when he came through Barcelona and he's there. Uh, and, of course, Joaquin. Oh, of course, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know, but I like the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and they signed Nabil Fekir's brother over the uh, summer as well to make him happier. Is that really why they did it? I guess so. Um, Nabil Fekir, when he was captain of Lyon, his brother was coming through the ranks there. Uh, and then he left. He nearly joined Liverpool. He was given a squad number and everything. And then Liverpool uh, sort of medical staff noticed an anomaly with his knee, I think, in the medical. Uh, and then that all fell through. That was going to be like a £50 million transfer. And he ended up so going to Betis for yeah, 17 or something. Huge deal or something yeah. at the time. And then it's never happened. I love it. He's a brilliant player. Uh, and then in Italy, uh, first weekend back, um, it's Inter versus Genoa, uh, Sampdoria versus Milan, uh, Udinese Juventus, and Torino Atalanta. Uh, in Germany, um, first weekend as well, it's RB Leipzig versus Stuttgart, Champions Bayern versus uh, Cologne, uh, and Freiburg keeping the dream alive versus Dortmund. Uh, and in Brest, uh, in Fr France, they are playing uh, PSG in Ligue 1. Uh, it's Monaco versus Lens. Uh, Saint-Étienne versus Lille. I'm probably tired of the round. It's the um, Côte d'Azur derby, the South Coast derby. It is Nice versus Marseille, which is nice. Um, other bits and bobs of games going on around the world. So, uh, in Egypt, it's Al-Akhli versus Al-Masli. This is the location. I don't know if you know, either remember the Port Said riot? Yes. Uh, this was the location for that. So, uh, Ryan, I think if you remember back to 2011, the Arab Spring. Um... Uh, Ryan was not alive then. <laughs> <laughs> this was called the Battle of the Camels. So this is when the um, Al-Akhli and Zamalek Ultras uh, joined forces, uh, fierce rivals joined forces, uh, and went through Tahir Square in the centre of Cairo um, and on their camels and uh, protected the, um, the, the the people there against the, the police. Uh, well... Uh, Al-Akhli a few years later played um, Al-Masli and there was a riot on the pitch and uh, there is strong suggestions of collusion between uh, the police and some of the Al-Masli ultras uh, and inside jobs because the Al-Akhli ultras they sort of ran towards the back of the grounds to try and get out and the uh, doors were locked and 74 fans died so very very interesting uh james montague who's been on here a couple of times he's talked about that as well um it's very good uh in ireland it's the Louth derby as dundalk played drogheda uh in switzerland it's the zurich derby as the grasshoppers play zurich um in croatia there's a zagreb derby as dinamo played locomotiva and in the mls jesse do you know what it is uh it's a game it is the red bulls versus new york city oh god where are they playing uh oh he says New York Red Bulls first, so I guess. Okay, Jersey. Jersey. That's bad. 
They're your team, aren't they? Fun fact. Mm. Most of New York's team play in New Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah. That's like Manchester it's United. They play in Salford. Play in Yankee Stadium, and it it makes you dizzy, or makes me a bit dizzy, because it's a it's sideways, because mm-hmm. it's a stadium built for baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the pitch is sideways. I don't know. It, it gives me weird football vertigo. They're your team, aren't they, Red Bulls? Yeah, in the way that, like, you know, when you grow up watching a team and they're just so bad, and it makes you like sort of feel a little bit like ashamed and icky to keep watching them but you do because they're yours yeah that's that's me and the red bulls how do you think Caden clark's gonna get on at leipzig he's great he's a really good player i do i've, I've only seen him about three or four times but he's already possibly the best player i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> he's very good and he has great great hair he's very good he's very fast he's he plays beautifully up front yes he does and hopefully jesse marsh is the man to get in through this season before liverpool by next season Hopefully. <laughs> a couple of Adoras this week. Um, Sao Paulo uh, lost 3-0 at home to Palmeiras. Um, that was 4-1 on aggregate. Uh, Atletico Mineiro beat River Plate 3-0, didn't they? That's 4-0 on aggregate. Ah, they're out. They went two years in a row, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They did. Hulke um, scored in that goal. I don't think Diego Costa played in that game because I don't think he's back uh, in time to play that game because he's rejoined them, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. And uh, Olympia, uh, they lost 5 1 to Fluminense. Uh, Gabriel Barbosa scored two goals. That's uh, 9 2 on aggregate to Fluminense. And in the Copa Sudamericana, Jesse, Sporting Cristal Nil, Penarol, after some sort of triple deflection from a shot, uh, won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you think to that? It wasn't a triple deflection, it was one. <laughs> I know, I'm winding Get it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's four one aggregate. You guys won. Yeah, yeah, we did. You got you got high Sudamericana hopes. I have high hopes for the Spaniel team. They are, I think, I think, the best Spaniel squad that I remember in my lifetime. Yeah, in your yeah. lifetime. Well, I mean, that's not very long, as, as everybody knows. So. Oh, all right. Vine Strong for my favorite. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> You, maybe we should ask your father because obviously he has a few more summers in him than you do. Well, he remembers though, like you know, re- like he watched Francesco Lee and you know the big ones. Yes. Let's see what happens if these players don't get snapped up, you know, next season by European teams. Let's see. Fingers crossed. So looking at the, looking at the other teams left in the competition, how do you feel? Uh, this is as this is as far as Spaniel have ever gotten in the Sudamericana. Okay. Um, but you guys watched, I know, both matches. Yeah. Like good friends and and you know. So I think um, you know, this mix of a couple of veterans like Gargano who came back, who obviously, as you guys know, because you know my team so well, is Mark Hamshig's brother in law. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, came back. You know, played in uh, away a long time, and then came back <clears throat> to Peñarol. That's right. Yeah, these, these really young players like Canobio, who is so good, I think, is the total package. Liverpool can't have him. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're really good, and they're fearless. Like they're they don't play with. They don't get on the back foot. They don't like wait. They don't show respect. They just get out and go. So I feel like maybe we can win. <gasps> da, da, da. Question? We'll do a pen or roll special if they do. Yes. 
which is what everybody clearly <laughs> wants. All the only reason to tune in is to hear my thoughts on uh, There's been Champions League qualifiers this week as well, so these are all first leg scores. Okay, so um, RB Salzburg 2, Bromby 1. Uh, Jesse, your favourite young boys 3, uh, Ferret Barras 2. Uh, Malmo 2, um, Ludogretz 0. Sheriff Tiraspol of Moldova. <laughs> Sheriff Tiraspol, sorry, of Moldova 3, Dinamo Zagreb 0. Uh, Monaco, Neil Shatkar, Dinietz 1, uh, Benfica 2, PSV 1. Also, a couple of British teams in the uh, oh, um, Europa League qualifiers. Rangers playing tonight. We're recording on Thursday. But Celtic beats uh, AZ Atmar of Holland 2-0 or Netherlands 2-0. Uh, and Red Star beat Belgrade beat Cluj of Romania 4-0. And there's also the German Super Cup this week. Did anyone see any of that at all? I, I saw some bits after the game. If that helps. What after the game? This isn't, isn't one where... Harlan gave a shirt to a young fan or something. So that was good. That was doing the rounds. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought I thought it was like some sort of fisticuffs or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it was just very... It was just some wholesome stuff going on. Oh, there. okay. Fair enough. Well, um, Dortmund lost 3-1 to Bayern. It was 1-0, then 2-0 to Bayern. Uh, Marco Royce missed a chance early on to put them ahead. Uh, a lovely save by uh, Manuel Neuer. And then at 2-1, uh, Dortmund get back into it. I think it was up Meccano that gave the ball away and uh, Lewandowski scored for a three. Uh, three Lewandowski one. in his final season for Bayern, if yeah, uh, rumours are to be believed. I don't believe that at all. Bored, you guys. There's no challenge for him. <laughs> well, if he wants a challenge, he can go to sort of Kevin Druids in the Welsh Premier League or something. I think, I think, I think that would be <laughs> breaking the scoring records. <laughs> right, Ryan, should we go to the Premier League? Let's Let's go. Okay, right. 12.30 Saturday uh, in the Premier League. It is on BT Sport. It is Liverpool versus Burnley in the Danny Ings derby. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, this sort of carries on over into last season, so I don't know how relevant this is. Uh, Liverpool have beaten in 11 and won their last six. Uh, Burnley have lost their last, have lost eight out of ten, including their last four. Um, Bobby Firmino has got five goals and one assist in his last six versus Burnley. Do those stats mean anything so early in the season? I mean, no, but didn't Burnley... Beat you no, last no. season, Ryan. You're new on here. Sorry, <laughs> it's just I, I I couldn't remember. I was just like, you know, those stats are going to be yeah irrelevant. Ryan wearing I mean... a red shirt, no less. <laughs> um, yes, they did. They ended our eighty six gate uh, eighty six unbeaten run that's, game. That's the one. How can I forget? Um, that's I mean, um, be, one be... uh, Corby Road, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Do you think? Were well, they beat us last time? Well, yeah, but you've also got Van Dyke back in the team now. We have, yeah. And we've got Jean Matip, and we haven't got Jordan Henderson playing centre-back and things like that. So haven't you also got a young defender? Didn't you also get... I was surprised that Kanate isn't... Is he not a starter, or is he... What's happening with him? Uh, he came off the bench, I think he did. Um, okay. uh, I think... I find it weird of all the positions we did by a stick. Well, I don't actually, because we do need to backs after last season. But uh, yeah, he's got strong competition in Gomez um, and Van Dyke and Matip. Um, Gomez, I suppose, can play full backs and cover. Uh, left and right back, I suppose, he can cover. Uh, Robbo's out for a little bit longer. Um, but Simisas did okay when he, when he came in last week. I was really unsure about our midfield last week because it was Ox, Keiter and... I don't think Fabinho started. I'm not sure. It was either Milner or Fabinho in midfield. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, I was a bit worried about that midfield last week. But it seemed to do all right. And it was only Norwich, I guess, wasn't it, Jesse? 
You know what I think you should do, Chris? I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it before the Merseyside Derby a couple of years ago, and it worked out fine. You are still to say it. I've said it. Have you? Yeah. You know who hasn't said it? Is it Ryan with Schmeyen? I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've said it. Before. <laughs> oh, you're going to be fine in this one. It's Burnley. Come on. Uh, go on. You think safe, Ryan? How do you reckon we're going to get on? I mean, yeah, but you, you, you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, three o'clock then is um, Aston Villa versus Newcastle and the Steve Watson derby. Um, these three o'clock games aren't on TV anymore, right? It's very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> I was that. It was that thing last week where I was like, oh. The game's not on. Did you sit down to uh, watch something and then realise it wasn't on? It, well, I was just like getting ready to yeah think about what channel it was going to be on. I was like, oh yeah, it's not. not Why on is it not on? Is this is this your whole like church situation where they're not on when you're supposed to be praying? They're not on when you're supposed to apparently be in the stadiums of lower league teams. So right, it's it. very much it try. They say it's to protect the football pyramid, but. Uh, um, I still don't know how much like that actually does, to be fair. Spoken like a true Chelsea fan. Well, but if yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be going to watch Northampton Town. What? But then they should just not have matches at the same time. Well, they should just stagger them all, so some teams are kicking off at 2.55 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is Paul Anderson still at Northampton Town? No idea. Oh come on! I know nothing about. I know nothing about our. Seriously, team. you don't even you don't even keep a sort of eye on them because they're your local team. I mean, they got relegated, I think. Uh, yeah, that was it. Is Richie Sadler still playing? That's about twenty years ago. <laughs> As a side, I mean... no. Ryan, Ryan is is Hubert Schmudel playing? <laughs> oh yeah, he's in midfield actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, did you did him. you listen to that podcast on the history of Northampton? I sent. I can't remember. Probably, probably not. Who I knows? can't believe you didn't, did you? Ryan, how are the Northampton Bears? How are they? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about Northampton. Sports. If someone offered, if someone offered you a ticket to Northampton Town, would you get? I have been offered a ticket to be fair, and I'm tempted to go. Well, why don't you? I just don't really want to. Why? <laughs> what's, what's stopping you? Uh, I'm. I. Oh, Sam, you know, I want to keep my sanity. I don't well, know. I... Chelsea are always going to be on TV either the following week or you're going to watch them on Match of the Day. It's not like you're going to miss something if you watch it, if you don't see them on a dodgy screen, sort of stream one week. That's true. Well, I am going in a couple of weeks to Chelsea, to be fair. Are you? So I can't rub your face it anymore. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to watch the Villa, uh, Chelsea Villa. Are you? Yeah. Are you going to be with the people or are you going to be in some sort of corporate shill? It's not a court. No, no, no. We're actually, we are doing hospitality, to be fair. Are you? <laughs> but it's like a joint um, big birthday present because my dad had a pretty big birthday and I've got a pretty big birthday coming up. So. Ryan, are you doing the... Yeah, I'm, I'm turning 20. I'm, I'm <laughs> no longer going to be a teenager anymore. No, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the big three. It's so. Stickler in the room. <laughs> so we're, uh, yeah, we're going to go. I think it's only like the, the base, like Frankie's Sports Bar, whatever it is, but, you know, it'd be good to see the. Wait, no, it's not still. It's not native for Frank Lampard, is it? I think so. Yeah. Well, they're still calling things after him. Well, it was. It was. It's been there for years. Oh, I, I don't know. That's... Changed the name. <laughs> Once he's gone, I think that should be changed. Guys, our our baby boy is going to be thirty. Yeah. This is very exciting. I remember when he was on this podcast when he was sitting in short trousers. He had to he had to leave school early and come back. <laughs> 
Ryan, what day is your birthday? New Year's Eve. Oh, I knew that. I knew this. So, what day was your dad's birthday? Uh, January 8th. Oh, Ryan, that's a thing. <laughs> so what is going to be on this hospitality then at Frankie's Sports Bar? Where's Frankie going to be there? Frankie definitely won't be there. Well, you'd be sort of uh, hanging around outside saying, I used to work in there. and <laughs> <laughs> I used to work here, you know? I don't yeah. have another job yet. I used to work <laughs> Still getting paid. So what's in Frankie's sports bar then? Um, so it's like a, we got like a, it'll be like a three course meal thing before the game. Go in to the go into the ground, come back out, and then it's like a open bar type thing with some snacks or something. Do so, you get to meet like sort of a player from yesteryear, like David Sabini or Dan Petrescu so. or something? I don't think so. I think that's like the top, the, the higher tier ones. Wait, what so happens if you wanted to meet like Nishi Bachuai? <laughs> oh, it's going to be in Turkey. Oh, no. I met Milan Mandridge a couple of times when I did a Leicester thing. I think I, I did one at Northampton years and years and years Oh, so you have been to Northampton. I have been to the ground, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, where, like, it was a, a legend, but I had no idea who it was. <laughs> when I was 10, we did one at then Red Bull, at uh, Metro Stars, now Red Bulls, and we met all the players, and my mom had a giant crush on Tony Miola. Oh, had a big ponytail, <laughs> and I got, yep, and I got Tab Ramos to sign my Uruguayan flag. Wow! It was a really good day. I know. I know. Who did you Metro Stars legends. But we met Roberto Donadoni and Giovanni Savarisi. Did you? Yeah, man. Wow. I know. I wrote an article on Tony Miola once. Um, the ponytail Tony Miola. Yeah. Well, it wasn't switch him. It was the town he came from. Um, uh, Kearney. Yeah. So I wrote Pronounced, an I wrote, weirdly. Sorry? Pronounced Carney. Carney. Sorry. I, I don't know. <laughs> I did an article on Carney. I called it the original soccer capital of uh, America. I think it is, right? Because a lot of players are from there. That's right. John Hawks. Yeah. So, anyway, we can maybe, maybe you should post the article. Oh, you're right. I probably should. I should. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, the uh, the um. It was like an open sort of writing competition uh, for this defunct website called In Bed with Maradona. It was a brilliant website. Uh, and you had, they sort of mentioned a city and you had to write about that city. And that particular time it was New York. So I wrote about Carney. Carney is in Karen. Uh, right. Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Three o'clock, the Jeffrey Schluck derby. First time these two teams have met whatsoever since 1982 um two questions here i've got written down Vieira, how will he do and brentford how will they do so jesse do you want to take the Vieira question seeing as he's um, managed on your side of the the pond which which pond are you talking about which my side i never know if you're gonna like accidentally like you want me to talk about being a fake mexican or no, he, <laughs> he managed at new york city didn't he <laughs> okay great so new york okay <laughs> yeah. got it <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was great at New York City. Yeah. Um, FC, he was also speaking as one who ran into him once on 2nd Avenue, 3rd Avenue. Very tall and very attractive, which I know is not what you're asking me about. But Patrick, you're <laughs> listening. I meant to say hi to you, and then I got a little overwhelmed. So how did you bump so, into him? Did you literally walk around the corner and bumped into him or he was standing on the corner, I guess, maybe waiting for a car. Did you speak to him? He was just standing there, and I came around the corner, and I was like, oh. 
And then I, I stood there awkwardly being like, should I say something? But he was looking at his phone and I was like, nope, too overwhelmed. He's very attractive and very tall. Didn't you follow Andrea Peel over on town once as well? Yes, I did. <laughs> New York City FC, when they had players, they had players. Yeah? Um, yeah, Patrick Vera, the 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 um, rumor, and it's not really the right word, was that he had a really good rapport in the dressing room. Okay. Um, and got along very well with his players. Um, and he... I think did a he got them. I'm not going to remember because MLS. I don't know. It's such a weird league, <laughs> and I pay attention and then I stop paying attention. Um, but I believe did he did he bring them up on the East Coast standings? I don't know. I may be lying to you. I don't remember. I think he did um, okay at Nice. I think uh, before it all went a bit south for him after a couple of years. So I think he started off okay. I want to say that he brought them up a lot in the East Coast standings. Yep. I want to say he would do well as well at Crystal Palace. I mean, we don't know after this last weekend that Brentford is everybody's favourite team. Well, Ryan spoiled his party last week, didn't he? What? Chelsea. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're not on the same level as Crystal Palace. I think that's a bit of an, you know, it's not like that's going to be a indicative of their entire season I mean they weren't that great to be <laughs> but I think he's also working with not a very good squad if you take certain Zaha out of the team I would say Eze as well but obviously he's out injured for a yeah, while at this point in time um, I just think that they're lacking a striker well I'll come to you for um, for Brentford how do you think they would do you've had a, a couple of minutes to think uh, I think they'll. I think they'll be. It's weird because I think everyone was so surprised by their opening day result. Again, I think it's 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 difficult to judge a team on the first weekend because you could sometimes get caught cold, as I think Arsenal did. Um, hence why they're being quite active in the transfer market now. Um, but I think Brentford look like they've got enough about them. But again, I think it could take one bad result against a team in and around them. And then it could all start to fall apart. We've seen it before where teams shoot up the league and then almost just fade into nothingness straight away. Yeah, Blackpool and Hull and whoever else. Uh, go on, how do you reckon this is going to go? I think it's probably going to be a draw. Yeah, Jesse? I think Brentford's going to ride on, you know, the, the, the wave of Arsenal, win this one, and then, like Ryan said, sort of maybe plateau a bit. Regress to the mean or something. Okay, so three o'clock uh, is Leeds versus Everton in the Olivia Decor derby. Um, Leeds won their last two games at home last season. Um, in the last two seasons, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has um, 12 heady goals, which is the most. Sorry, I realised I missed an entire game. I'm going to have to go back up my list in a minute. Uh, we'll do this one first. Though. Everton versus uh, Leeds. Everton, I think, won last week, and Leeds got that trouncing at Old Trafford, didn't they? So um, I think that this is the first time for Leeds playing in front of their fans in the Premier League. I think they'll want to put a, a good show on, won't they? Yeah. Uh, again, I think the United result, as I think, well, didn't they get a similar result against United last season as well? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they did. Much, yeah. Very much when they concede a couple. He also wouldn't change his style in the game, and at that point, it mm. was too late. And thing, you know, I think it can snowball very quickly against Leeds, but it can also snowball in the other direction. When I think if they start hitting a roll, they're very, very good on their day, and they will wear you out. It'd be interesting because obviously Rafa will probably set the team Everton up to be a bit 
pragmatic and try and just nullify it and it's whether that will actually work or not I was going to say that doesn't the style of multiple European champion Rafa Benitez it doesn't really um, it, it doesn't really help Leeds does it no it doesn't do you think he's ever been um, appreciated anywhere he's gone Ryan well Rafa Benitez yeah no I think I think he's been treated correctly everywhere he's gone <laughs> he's even just had the right he, level of even if he doesn't run a budget Champions League. Yeah. He's just, um, he's, wherever he's gone, he's had just the right amount of appreciation. Do you think that's fair? <laughs> there are people that will go, yeah, he's a good coach. And then there will be other people that will just think, you were from Liverpool. I don't want <laughs> you here. Uh, Jesse, how do you fans, think? fans, I'm sure, are feeling that right now. Jesse, how do you think Rafa and uh, Everton will get on against Leeds? Oh, uh, Ryan's favourite. <laughs> Rafa when he does against Leeds. Um... Oh God, I don't know. This can go either way, but I, I, it won't end in a draw. Is that the? Can I just you can say, say that? that? Yeah. Okay. Great. I think yeah. I think kind of what Ryan said. They're going to be very pragmatic, Everton. I think that is going to. This has got Everton being pragmatic, followed by Dominic Calvert-Lewin late header written all over it. I think. Um, three o'clock is Aston Villa versus Newcastle and the Steve Watson derby. Uh, Aston Villa have. Uh, in their last six against Newcastle, they have won four and drawn two. Uh, Joe Willock could be only the fourth player to score in eight consecutive Premier League games. Um, quiz. Oh, Who, are the other play- Who are the other three players? In eight consecutive games? Yeah. Vardy. Yeah. In fact, he's so good, he's done it twice. <laughs> But you've still got uh, two players to guess. One, the one that I definitely... Currently playing or ever? Say it again, sorry. Currently playing or ever? Well, uh, one is barely currently playing. One is very much retired. Uh, the one that's barely currently playing is a Manchester City, Chelsea and Liverpool legend. His uncle was very good at football as well. Uh, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge, yes. Uh, he is barely... He is barely. <laughs> Wow, I forgot it that he was... The he other was one like... is a Manchester United legend who made Cristiano Ronaldo cry when he said his dad had died. I don't actually know who that is. Beckham? <laughs> Ruud van Nistelrooy. Who, which one cried? Uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy I mean, made... sorry, which dad died? Ruud van Nistelrooy made um, Cristiano Ronaldo die because Carlos Queiroz, who was Portuguese and was on the United coaching staff at the time, was seen to be giving a few favours to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, and having a bit of a falling out in training, Ruben Nistelrooy said to Ronaldo, why don't you go and tell your dad about it? Meaning Queros, and Ronaldo burst out crying, saying, my dad's dead! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, right, okay. Uh, sorry, who do we think is going to win this one? Callum Wilson has never scored against Aston Villa. That is an important start, to be fair. It is. I think Aston Villa might win this one, I think. How boring is this one going to be, is my question. I don't think so. I think Aston Villa yeah. are pretty exciting going forwards. Uh, Aston Villa have got a bit of a point to prove after last weekend oh. as well, I think. Again, I, I said earlier you can't judge a team by the first game of the season. But but now you're going to do it. <laughs> but now I'm going to do it because I think, bearing in mind, obviously, Grealish left and then they've brought in a lot of players. It's going to take them time to gel and I think people like Leon Bailey are really exciting and will, yeah. will do really good for them. But they've almost got to hit they've got to hit the ground running pretty quick um i think but i mean the villa will be fine um but i think newcastle is still 
Steve Bruce seems to somehow get a little bit out of his team right now, which I'm sure Dave's very, very happy about. <laughs> Jesse? Two one Villa. Two one Aston Villa. Okay, uh, Manchester City versus Norwich. Three o'clock in the Darren Hookerby Derby. Um, City uh, have won their last three. That's uh, Manchester City, of course. There's two cities here. Uh, Manchester City have won their last three Premier League home games versus Norwich by an aggregate of fourteen to one. Um, Norwich at Manchester City. Uh, their last thirty-one games, they've won seven. Sorry, won two, drawn seven, lost twenty-two. It's not looking good for Norwich. However, uh, if Norwich win, Manchester City will have lost their first four. Cons- they would have lost their last four consecutive <laughs> games in all competitions. The first time since two thousand and six. Sneezy Jesse. I thought I muted for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, are Norwich going to pull up a surprise here, anybody? Uh, that out, right? He could do, he could do if you're asking nicely. Chris was talking, so it would be very difficult to do so. Oh, my brother makes fun of my C's all the time. I really thought I'd like grab that mute button. Uh, yeah, go on. Um, anyone see a Norwich win here, or is this going to be another sort of no, Manchester City demolition lose. job? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on my last time Norwich were in the league, they did beat City. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, that City will win. All right, okay. Uh, Brighton versus Watford, half past five on Sky uh, in the Will Buckley Derby. Not that one. Um, Neil Murphy's uh, first Premier League goal was against Watford. Um, Ishmael Sarr has got five and six for Watford um, and has been linked with Liverpool this week. He had a very good game last week. I can't remember the guy's first name, but his surname was Dennis, uh, the Nigerian guy for Watford last week. He looks um, an absolute handful uh, in their first game. Um, own goals have scored in the last two for Watford versus Brighton in the Premier League. Own goal is my favourite player. Own goal is honestly <laughs> so, so player for the last few years. <laughs> How do you think this one's going to go? This is a bit of a tougher one to call, isn't it? You know I love Brighton. I, even though I'm still embarrassed that I didn't sneeze on mute. Um, <laughs> At least you didn't fart. I have, it... <laughs> I have to give it to. I have to give it to Brighton. Just out of emotion. Okay, right. Take, take take the emotion out of it. What do you reckon, Watford? So I'm, I'm going to go Watford, yeah. Is that because of Watford Gap and it's like a local thing for you? <laughs> no, I, I just think not. Watford are going to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right, shout out to the Wicksteed Park Ultras. Um, you've got this all season, by the way. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, 2 o'clock on Sky, Southampton versus Manchester United and the Danny Wallace derby. Um, Southampton's last 10 games at home versus Manchester United, they've drawn four and lost six, which isn't very good. And probably what is worse for uh, Mr. Rabbit Hutch is that um, Southampton were ahead in six of those games. Um, of course, Manchester United beat uh, Southampton 9-0 in February. Uh, if they avoid defeat, Manchester United will draw level with Arsenal's 27 unbeaten away games in the Premier League, uh, which I guess was ended by that Wayne Rooney dive in the um, 2004 game, if you remember that, right? Uh, yeah. So, I've kind of got Manchester United down to win this one myself, I think. Has anyone got anything to say nice about Southampton that might do with this? They seem to be selling an awful lot of their players. I worry for them big time. Yeah, I do as season. well, actually. I, I just think, I think if people like Ward-Prowse end up going as well, um, I think they're in real trouble. And you, the way that United are at this stage, you know, they're riding a very good wave anyway. Um, but if they just 
turn up, even at a lot of sort of 75%. I think Southampton get blown away again. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of get the feeling that um, that the squad is kind of being sold out from underneath Hasan uh, Hutel's feet. Does that, do you see what I mean by that? I, I can't imagine any um, manager would be happy with this sort of level of sales going out from underneath him. Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to them, but are they bringing anyone in to replace these players, or is it just they're selling? Because that's, I think that's the thing that they've almost. It's weird because they've, yeah, they've flown under that radar from a transfer incoming perspective, but yeah, they're just letting all these players go. And I don't, I haven't seen anything to suggest what the reason actually is. Mm. Um, well, they've got your man Borgia, haven't they, from um, Chelsea? Yeah, and but. I mean, I guess they did. They did buy um, Armstrong um, to replace Ings as well, which is you know you, you bring a striker in on a loan and then you went then you go and sign one anyway. It doesn't seem like almost good business in that. Yes, sense. because you've got of course you've got Che Adams, Adam Armstrong, and Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that saves money on shirts. Exactly, yes. Um, James Will Prowse has a bit of grief in our WhatsApp group, probably because of the fact there's two Portsmouth uh, fans in there, but I I think he's a little bit underrated. People think he's just oh, going to take a good free kick and that's it. I think he's very good in that midfield, and I think he he would slot into a lot of teams, yeah. um, as is predicted at the moment. I think he would he would definitely offer you something um, at most clubs. If either of you were Southampton fans, would you be worried by your team's fortunes come May? with how your squad is at the moment? Uh, Are there three worst teams in Southampton or should Southampton be worried that, that they'll mean, go down? start worrying now? May, hopefully not, but... I mean, there's plenty more things to worry about in life in general between now and May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could put <laughs> the state of the climate. You could definitely... You could, you could definitely expand your worry. No, I mean... <laughs> Should you, like, should you give it two more matches? I suppose so. Yeah. At the end of the transfer window, I don't, I don't know. Or should you, you know? I guess so. I guess so. I just think with all those players sold, I mean, it, fairly key players as well, Vestergaard and Ings of yeah. key players that sold out, for, uh, sold for after last season. I don't know. I would be a little bit worried, but I'm sure there are three worst teams. There's definitely three worst managers than Hassan Hoodle. Um Yeah, and I think uh, that's the thing. I think he would be almost a manager. I could almost see him not being sacked, but potentially walking away, depending on how, like maybe at the end of the season. Yeah. If if things are going the way that you know people are thinking it might go. Yeah, okay. Uh, two o'clock is Wolves versus Spurs in the Dean Richards derby, uh, and also the Nuno derby. Uh, Wolves have won once versus Spurs uh, at home in the Premier League, and that was in 2010. They've drawn two and lost four since then. Um, who'd like a quiz? Oh, God, I hate that. Is right, it a Spurs but... quiz? Because you know, that, that always gets me but... excited. <laughs> the aforementioned the aforementioned Adama Traore since 2018-19 has got the most dribbles in the Premier League. Who will get closest? Jesse, how many, how many dribbles has he had with his feet? <laughs> no, <it's laughs> How do you even measure dribbles? Well, there's a number here from my super secret website. Uh, uh, 135. Go on, Jesse, what do you reckon? 
You can literally say 134 or 136. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 2,912. <laughs> well, Ryan's won that one then. Uh, it's 412. All you had to do was say 137. <laughs> I thought about going higher, and I was... Numbers. I was trying to, like, you know, calculate it on a per-game basis. I was like, he's not going to do that many. 1920, so that is... You didn't tell me that. <laughs> so that's three seasons, isn't it? Okay, yeah. So 38 okay. times three, yeah, 114. Yeah, I was, I was only thinking about one season, <laughs> to be fair. So, so that's 3.6 dribbles a game. That doesn't sound very much, actually. No, that's I mean. The numbers would always be quite low, realistically. That's no tiki-taka. No. Uh, Nuno versus Portuguese managers in the Premier League. He's drawn three and lost two. Chelsea, will that, uh, Chelsea? Jesse, will that make any difference? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. That's the moment. That's the best moment of the pod for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to how to really. Jesse, I'm, so... I'm so sorry. Uh, Nuno versus Portuguese managers in the Premier League. He's drawn three and lost two. Does that make any difference, do you think? Does he stand I mean... there and look, at, look to his left and go, oh my God, it's no, a Portuguese no, manager? No, I, don't, I don't think it does. <laughs> but for the teams to call you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rushton and Diamonds, yeah, what like do you think? I like how you most repeated it to think that potentially I was going to edit it out. But I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it in. Rushton Diamonds, what do you think? <laughs> Rushton and Diamonds. Uh, <laughs> Spurs are very... I can't predict them. I mean, they, they've, they've lost tonight. Um, yeah, so they, yeah. They, they've lost to the um, the Portuguese team, haven't they, in the UEFA Conference League? Just yeah. Context. And then maybe that's a foreshadowing, you know, Portuguese team, Portuguese <gasps> managers. Yes. Maybe it's just a Portuguese thing. Who knows? Maybe he feels some sort of sense of traitorship if he beats a, a fellow... Portuguese manager. Yeah. Because they beat Manchester City last week. Yeah. This is why it's so hard to predict. <laughs> well, you know, need to have something, you know, I don't know, how the case show and just get the fuck over that feeling. <laughs> I'm glad Tottenham Hotspur are a team I have absolutely no emotional affinity with. They, they drive me nuts if I was to support them. Jesse, how do you feel? <laughs> oh, he's given you a lot of opportunities to um, how do I feel about this, this match, picture. the Nuno Derby? Yeah. Eh, how do I feel about anything this season? <laughs> what will be, will be. Case or all. Okay. Um, better than watching Jose on the sidelines. That's how I feel. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, you need to be, I thought you'd be watching Roma this season, Jesse. I, I thought will you'd, you not. Know, get, get your fix of Jose. Ryan, you ungrateful swine. As he, as he does every time he comes to your place. <laughs> that was me holding three fingers up there, listeners, uh, and pointing to the pitch. Uh, okay, um, Arsenal versus Chelsea in the Yossi Benayoun derby, half past four on Sky. Um, I, do you know what? I, I Google players that play for. <laughs> I Google players that play for Arsenal and for Chelsea, and he was the most random one I could find. You see Benayoun? Yeah, I think what a problem he did get. play for a long time. He I mean, played for you. He played for you, guys, didn't he? He did. Just wait till Liverpool oh my play God, Chelsea. He did play for Arsenal. Yeah. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, Arsenal looking for their third successive win versus Chelsea. There you go. And I've written here just the tonic after last week. What do you think, Ryan? There is a part of me that really worries because I think a lot of Chelsea fans get a lot of joy out of bantering Arsenal, but they <laughs> beat us like 
They get. I mean, the last time was when Kante slipped, which I, you know, I'm sure you enjoyed a lot. Oh, that was the Martinelli goal, wasn't it? Yeah, the Martinelli goal. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, last season was that we lost three 0 I think it was. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because Arsenal look like they're so in such a bad state of affairs. It's probably they probably will beat us now just to. Spike. Because that's what that's, that's that's just how it works. It seems. Would you like some statistics? To me? I'm worried about is that poor little Saka got abuse at the last match. So just just make sure everybody's nice. I mean, I, this is Chelsea fans. I can't promise anything. They won't even like, let, they won't even let him on a train. Uh, yeah, it was not good. Like this is not okay. Because obviously, didn't Saka in the last game get like he got a bit of a round of applause when he came on, right? Yes, that... and then not afterwards. Oh. Consistency is key. Mm. I think that I think I saw something like Gary Neville would talk about this. Like technology in stadiums, there's enough cameras where you should be able to see who's yeah. doing it in the stands. Well, exactly. Most people are season ticket holders, aren't they? And so you can go. Yes, most people are season ticket holders these days. So you can go row four seat yeah 26 you've got, you've got enough it's technology in. in that ground yeah to measure someone's armpit you know i think they can you know, look at <laughs> is that what var should be looking at is it racist yeah. rather than off yeah <laughs> yeah i think so yeah, why not? absolutely wait can we actually like spread that word <laughs> right would you like some statistics to make you feel better yes okay um mendy it's edward mendy isn't it Edward, not Benjamin. They play for Manchester City. Uh, Edward Mendy. Uh, Ten clean sheets in the Premier League under Thomas Tuchel. That's the most of any goalkeeper uh, in that time. Um, And also, Arsenal versus Chelsea on a Sunday. The last time Arsenal beat Chelsea on a Sunday was in 2008. Since then, uh, they have drawn two and lost eight. That must be good. I mean, I've just thought we've got Lukaku. We're going to win the game. But now it's a Sunday. You're definitely going to win. And that, yeah, and that, the fact that it's Sunday, does that start depend on whether it's raining or sunny or anything like that? Doesn't that mention that, but one thing you should do is stick your chest out, shoulders back, deep breath, <laughs> close your eyes, and say it. Nothing can go wrong now. Nothing can go wrong now. <gasps> I'm saying it because we've got Lukaku. I, I, I believe in Romelu. Jesse, he said it. I think he's right. Lukaku hat trick incoming. His homecoming. I, I I agree with Ryan. And wow. to be fair, based on evidence of last week, Ben White cannot handle a strong striker. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Lukaku's going to drag him around. Yeah. Uh, okay, finally then is West Ham versus Leicester City. It's Monday, 8 o'clock on Sky in the Paul Kitson derby. Um, Mikel Antonio, 47 goals, is the joint top Premier League goal scorer for West Ham with... Anyone guess? I'm going to go for a really crappy guess. Uh, I was going to go. <laughs> Chris just made a very a gesture. I don't, I, so oh, my crappy guess was just going to be Carlton Cole because it's I know not Carlton Cole. I, I, I knew it wouldn't be. That's a clue. <laughs> what? Which I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> oh, that clue just. Told, I, <laughs> I don't want Italian. to guess what I was going to get. What? Italian. Oh, um. Di Canio. A big power Di Canio. That was a good clue then. That yeah. was a very accurate yeah. clue. I just didn't think I wasn't on that same. <laughs> yeah. um, West Ham won their last two versus Leicester. Uh, but last season, Leicester got 38 away points. Only 
both the Manchester clubs had more, so they did very well away from home. Um, they came from behind, as all good men did, uh, last week, and they beat um, Newcastle 4-2. You know, the problem is when I do understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they beat uh, Newcastle 4-2, having trailed 2-1, I think, at one point, wasn't it? So... I thought, I mean, lots of people thought that maybe last season when they almost got the Champions League place was a bit of a freak, but this is obviously showing that um, it probably wasn't. This is for West Ham nearly getting Champions League. Yeah, I mean, last season's obviously a bit of a weird one. Um, and I think that they are a good side, um, but I think teams around them have strengthened significantly I'm trying to think about who who West Ham have, West Ham bought anyone is there a I have no idea I, I don't think oh, so well, I, I am very good friends with a West Ham fan who is looking more and more disgruntled the more this transfer window goes on well, so well, that, that, that tells me all I need to know then really um, yeah I think they, they do seem a good side but I think any aspirations of getting near the top four again I think are pretty slim to be honest Jesse, I'm, I, I'm, yes, Ryan. I'm just dittoing Ryan. You're just what, Ryan? I'm dittoing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Not a thing. Was, no, it was a mishearing on my part. Sorry. Uh, right. Okay. Brilliant. Well, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Brings us to the end of our week one of our podcast. Only thirty-seven more oh. to go, guys. We did it. I've, I've set the scene now because I've, I'm on week one, so that means that you know. I've, I've now got a metric of how many I'm on for the season now. So yeah, he's never going to do one again. I've got a hundred percent attendance record. <laughs> Retire by your count. What a hundred percent. Right. Okay. So we are Man of the Post, part of the at Man of the Post, uh, or part of the Man of the Post network. You can find us on Twitter at Man of the Post, um, Instagram Man of the Post, and you can find us on Facebook and give us a like too. Um, you can follow Ryan at. The Ryan Goodman. On Twitter. And Jesse, you can follow you at... The Ryan Goodman. <laughs> People are going to be very confused. <laughs> Go on, how can they follow you, Jesse? At Jesse Loach. How can Jessie. they follow you, Chris? They can follow me uh, at Sietchingham77. Uh, you can follow me in there. Uh, Ali and Simon and Dave will be back on Monday, I guess, to review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, if you like what you hear from us tonight, if you like what you hear from them, you can rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere else. Any uh, reviews, positive reviews, I should uh, add, uh, are very gratefully received. Any negative reviews, just keep those to yourself, maybe. Um, you can subscribe to us on Acast, on Spotify, on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, uh, and on Stitcher as well. And if should you do that, then all your uh, future episodes fall automatically into your inbox. Uh, Ryan, thank you ever so much. Thank you. Jesse, thank you ever so much. Thank you. And always remember to keep your mind open.